The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery podcast. We are glad you're with us today. I'm Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey. We're basically a couple of recovery nerds and ordained unity ministers sharing our experience, strength, and hope on this spiritual journey of addiction recovery. We hope that something you hear today will be helpful to you on your own recovery journey. We invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Just send an email to spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. Facebook users, you can message us from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spirit of recovery. Today's episode is titled Trust the Process. For many of us, when in early addiction recovery, we're not inclined to trust others or other people's ideas of how things should be done. But once we make the commitment to clean and sober living, we have an opportunity to learn and trust a recovery process that has worked for many others. We get to decide if it will work for us. Today, we want to share our experience, strength, and hope on learning to trust the process of recovery on the way to a life that is happy, joyous, and free. Yes, I had to sort of giggle on that line. We're not inclined to trust others or other people's ideas of how things should be done because that <laughs> that's, you know, definitely was me before recovery and still can be me a lot of the time. Like I have my own ideas about how I want to do things and and I can be skeptical of others' ideas and I can tend to think, well, that worked for all of you, but I am terminally unique, don't you know? Yeah. You know, I'm different. And so I definitely had that experience, you know, um, and that's okay. It, it's okay. And there is no rule saying that we have to do everything that someone else says we should do. Um, I think it's really important to remember that this is a voluntary program. Even our sponsor doesn't have the right to tell us what to do. They can give suggestions and hopefully, you know, hopefully we have a healthy sponsor that gives suggestions framing it as this is what worked for me because that's that's what we're supposed to be doing in recovery right we're supposed to be saying this is what i did this is what worked for me 
And then whether I or whoever chooses to do that or not is totally up to us. You know, we don't have to do any of this. This is merely a suggested program of recovery that has worked for thousands and thousands of people, maybe millions. Um, so that's important to remember because I don't want to get into like a power struggle, you know, of like, oh, well, I don't want to do what they're telling me to do. I don't want to, you know, I mean, we can, we're free to do things our own way. And then they're also free to say to us, how's that working out for you? You know? Right. And sometimes we have to try our own way a lot of times and um, find that maybe it does or doesn't work, but I'm not one who likes to, you know, in unity, we really teach that like we have a lot of inner wisdom within us. And so I don't like to teach this idea that like, well, you know how we say your my best thinking got me here. I mean, yeah, that's true to a certain extent, but I don't want to um I don't want to teach someone that their instincts are wrong or that their inner wisdom is wrong and they have to blindly follow what someone else says, because I don't think that's a good idea to plant in people either. So, you know, we take the suggestions, we try them, we work with them, we see how they work for us. Um, it certainly is a good idea, especially at the beginning when things are not working well for us to try out the suggestions of others, even if they feel different or they feel counterintuitive to us or whatever. There's no harm in trying them out and giving them a real good shot and seeing how they work. But I think ideally, as we start to develop, as we start to gain sobriety and begin to get more in touch with ourselves, it is a really good idea for us to learn to develop a trust in our own inner wisdom. But there's inner wisdom that comes from our own fear, not, not wisdom, there's inner, I don't know, guidance, let's say, or think, thinking we know what we need to do. That's going to, ideas, gonna, ideas, ideas yeah. that's going to come from fear or from our conditioning or whatever. That's not the same thing as inner wisdom that comes from really beginning to get in touch with the God within. Higher power, right? Higher power, exactly. So um, I think it's a both and, you know, I think we need to learn to develop um, our our ability to get in touch with that inner wisdom. And I think we need to learn to be humble sometimes and take the suggestions of others and see how they work for us. But I'm not an advocate of blindly following everything that someone else says just because, I don't know, it's just because they're your sponsor or whatever. I mean, yeah. it needs to be both. There's a discerning process. We do get to decide. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, when I think about my early time in recovery, actually, I'll have to count that my entire life up until and and through and into my recovery. I mean, I definitely felt like I had to do everything myself. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Because I didn't really trust other people enough to be vulnerable to them. And, it, and I learned, however, for whatever reason, uh, along the way, I learned that it was just better, which to me means safer, emotionally safer, mm -hmm. just to figure it out on my own and not to tell people what I was struggling with and not yeah. to ask for help mm -hmm. on anything. And, and really mm -hmm. felt like, you know, that idea of asking someone else for help, I'd be like, why would I do that? Yeah, that's like the worst idea I ever heard. Yeah. And, and, you know, that has changed a great deal. And I'm certainly uh, willing to ask for help now. Um, so, it, you know, I have outgrown that, I would say. 
Um, but, you know, our old patterns are still kind of our default go-to. Like under stress, yeah. we'll tend to kind of go to Revert. our core ways of of being. And that's okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being independent, right? But if it's the only tool that I have in my toolbox, then yeah. it is a it is an issue. I'm not choosing to do it. I'm it, you know, it's almost part of my addiction. I have to do everything myself. Right. Now I have the option of doing something myself or going to other people or some combination of of both. So, you know, my early experiences in recovery as I encountered this concept of learning to trust the process i mean just that phrase trust the process i learned in recovery yeah i, I didn't yeah. that had never occurred to me i did right. not know about that that oh if you follow the steps then uh you know your outcome is not well no, i would never say it's guaranteed or assured but we say don't quit before the miracle because so many people have followed the guidelines and had wonderful success with it. I, I do remember deciding early on that I was going to be one of them. I was going to be one of the people that that followed the process and had great success with it. Mm. And I remember being in, um, I did an inpatient four weeks uh, down in Florida, and I was in with some guys who really had very negative attitudes. Mm. about about 12 step and um you know they would say things like well you know only five i don't know where they get these numbers only five percent of people that do 12 step blah, da, 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 da. and but then i looked at it and said look it, it says right there it works if we work it and i oh. realized i can self-select yes to be that five percent i don't yeah. even believe that number necessarily yeah but it's like oh it works for some people and doesn't for others well i just decided that it's going to work for me and yeah. guess what it did because i decided that it was going to yeah i chose it and it did work now you know maybe someone else has a way that's better for them i don't know i just know what worked for me when i became willing to follow the yeah. process and trust it yeah, I would be a little skeptical of those statistics, too, because how on earth could you possibly gather that kind exactly. of data when we're anonymous? Exactly. And also when there's so many variables, how do you know how how rigorously someone is working the program? I mean, only they know that. It's a lot of inner work, right? So, you yes. don't. there's no way to... Um, it works to the extent that we work it. Exactly. It works to the extent that we dedicate ourselves to staying the path. Um we get out of it what we put into it right but again i'm you know it's not about blindly following a bunch of things it's about it's about opening ourselves up to the wisdom of others that have walked the path a little ways ahead of us that are saying this is what worked for me try it uh, try it adapt it to yourself see if it works for you you know there's a lot of trial and error we have to find our own version of the program now that i'm not talking about like taking out all the hard parts and <laughs> taking out the parts that make us uncomfortable again if we do that we will reap what we sow that's our choice yeah you know if we avoid anything that's challenging or uncomfortable or too difficult then that's the returns that we're going to get are going to be in accordance with that. So, but I was very much like you, you know, and I still am. I think I know what's best for me. I, I'm very independent. 
I think it, I think you're right on when you say that it comes from a not trusting other people, you know, from whatever forces in our childhood taught us that we were better off just doing it ourselves and figuring things out ourselves. So um, that plays in and, and the only way to overcome that is to try things out and to see that they work and go, okay, wow, that person really did have some wisdom. You know, and and you got to sit in a lot of meetings and you got to hear a lot of stuff and you got to filter through a lot of stuff. Not everything you hear in a meeting is going to be good for you. Not everything you hear in a meeting is going to be helpful for you. You know, there's a lot of discernment. You've got to you can't just turn off your brain and blindly follow stuff. You've got to really pay attention and start to get in touch with your inner feelings, your inner wisdom. You've got to forge a relationship with a higher power that can help guide you through this, you know, and you've got to do a lot of trying things out and seeing if they work for you. But the title of our, of our, um, podcast today is trust the process. And you mentioned that you learned that in recovery. And I think I really did too, because Trusting the process in general in life involves having a certain faith in life as being generally a good thing that's going somewhere good. Now, if we think that life just sucks and it's all going to hell in a handbasket, we're not going to want to trust that process. So this goes hand in hand with developing a faith in a higher power and beginning to cultivate a a worldview, you know, where it says, yeah, there's a lot of bad things that happen, but generally the world is a good place to be. Generally being a human is a good thing to be. And um, I think that there's a lot to be learned. There's a lot to gain. There's a lot of growing and a lot of wonderful experiences. If you don't have that attitude, then of course you're not going to trust it. What is there to trust if you think it's all just crap anyway? You know what I mean? So you've got to start to, for me, it all came from the higher power, from coming to believe in a power greater than myself that was loving, supportive, benign, good, and that wants good for me too, and and coming to believe that the universe is generally a friendly place that wants my growth, wants me to succeed. Um, And it's a choice that I make to believe that. So if I believe that generally the universe is a good, loving, benevolent place that wants to see me succeed, then I can begin to trust that whatever is unfolding is going to be ultimately for my highest good. Yeah. You know, it may not look like it at the time, but, you know, and that's a, that's a strong unity teaching too, that God is good. You know, yes, that absolutely. this vast thing we call God is goodness. Yeah. That doesn't mean bad things. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that bad things don't happen, Right. but it means that there is a tilt for good. There's a bias for good in the universe. And trusting a higher power, I think, was the crux of it for me, too, because that gave me uh, the ability to, like, you know, to listen to what others were saying and and go from, you know, I'm not listening to you, I'll do it my own way, to just take a breath and say, well, I'm not deciding right now, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to see what's going on and see who seems like they know what they're talking about. You know, we call that to find, find someone who has what you want, you know, and maybe talk to that person and maybe that person would be your sponsor or maybe not, but just listening to others and showing up and this, this whole concept of try it for yourself and Mm -hmm. see, 
what you think because I get to choose to do it or not and yeah. I get to decide whether I feel that it's working for me or not that's always true mm -hmm. and like you said um you know I know that it's true for me I don't know if it could say for everybody but you know I would never sort of blindly follow what someone was saying but I would certainly consider what someone was saying and say open-minded yeah. and be willing to stick my toe in the water and think okay mm -hmm. yeah I can see this I read it in the book I heard it from Joe I heard it from Jane the mm -hmm. other day at a meeting someone was saying the exact same thing all right maybe there's something to this mm -hmm. I'm willing to give it a try and see yeah. and I can yeah. always backtrack right I can always change my mind Mm -hmm. at any time that that's why i've heard it said many times just give it a try you know we, we can always refund your misery yeah if, if you want to start drinking again <laughs> that's always an option no matter how always. long i've been sober that's always um a possibility now i'm not going to do it i choose every day each day you know that's not the way i choose to live but i'm not going to pretend that it's somehow become impossible either right. that's a dangerous place for my mind to go so mm -hmm. trusting the process meant listening showing up being willing to try things sort of prove yeah. it to myself which is another thing i love about unity because that's exactly yes. what we do we exactly. don't tell you how it is we provide tools so you can discover for yourself how it is because yep. if i'm if i'm right then you should have the same outcome if you do the same things you don't have to believe me i'm not going to get angry at you if you have a different way of seeing it or if you decide that this way is not the way for you i'm i'm as a minister i'm providing tools and sharing my experience so that you can decide it's very yeah. much like the 12th step you decide what what works for you or yeah. not or set it aside and find out oh it didn't work when i first encountered it but a year later all of a sudden it made more sense and it and it did work for me yeah. so maybe the time wasn't right that's fine too yeah yeah the other thing that this trusting the process thing makes me think of is um over time my whole way of sort of being in the world has changed from one where I thought I had to do it alone. I thought I had to force things to happen. I thought I had to get out there and make things I wanted to happen happen to now I live in a way of allowing things to unfold. So rather than a forcing to happen, there's an allowing to unfold. And you and I talk about this a lot and we both find that it's a much better, more fun way to live, right? when you're not trying to make things happen. You know, that doesn't mean that you don't ever put effort into things. There's footwork that has to be done, but there's, it's just a sort of a way of being, you know, where you're just like, I don't have to force this, you know, let's see what happens. Let's see what unfolds. Let's see what shows up. Let's see what life presents to me. Um, it's just a more gentle way of moving through the world. And I think, when we stop forcing from our ego selves, we start opening up to guidance that's coming from somewhere else. It's coming from the universe, it's coming from God, it's coming from our own inner divinity. Um, when we find ourselves wanting to make things happen, we can be pretty sure that that's our ego, right? And God bless the ego. It has a job and it does its job well. We do need it. We need it. Um, you know, we wouldn't be here if we didn't have egos, but 
we want to learn, and the ego is not bad. We don't want to banish the ego. We want to learn to put it in its rightful place and have it be balanced with um, our our higher self, our non-ego self, our spiritual self, our inner divinity. Um, and so the, the, the higher self, that which is connected to God, the spirit within, um, doesn't have to force things. It doesn't operate in that way. It's a much gentler way of allowing things to unfold because it, it, it knows and it trusts the process and it trusts the higher power because it is connected to the higher power. And so if we can just begin to learn to operate from a little bit more of a gentle place, you know, like I say, it doesn't mean there isn't footwork to be done. We go and we do the footwork of something, whatever it is that we're trying to make happen or attain or whatever. I'm thinking like, you know, in early recovery, I had, I was finishing graduate school. And so there was applying for a lot of jobs and such, you know, so you do the work, you prepare, you go to the interview, you do your best, and then you pray and you let it go, you know, and I would just say, God, I don't know if this is where you want me to be. I don't know if this is the right thing for me or not, but I do know that all is unfolding for my highest good. You know, I do know that I didn't get sober to, you know, just whatever. I mean, I know that there's things that ought to be done by me to sort of speak in a Charles Fillmore way. And that um, if I can just put myself out there and do the work that I need to do and trust the process, that that which is mine to do will become clear. It's kind of encapsulated in that wonderful saying that is easier said than done, let go and let God. That mm -hmm. When you were sharing that, I was thinking, that's exactly what you were doing. Mm -hmm. You were letting go and letting God selectively, of course. You know, right. I'm not going to let God make my scrambled eggs. I probably have to do that, <laughs> right? But I, I also don't need to control everything. It, it's just so much easier yes. to live this way when I'm willing so to easier. let go of this, you know, insane almost call it need to control everything out of fear right mm -hmm. and and again that that's all i knew if i knew a better way i would have done a better way but here i'm learning a better way and it is so much easier so much so much easier you know, freedom from those Kinder, burdens gentler. and freedom to show up in a much lighter way in fact I'm going to close our section with what you know. We are Team Jesus, right? Yes. One of my very favoriteest Bible passages ever. And when I read this, um, it's Jesus speaking, but I think of it as if I am willing to like conduct my life the 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 way of the Christ, say mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the way the example of that Jesus is is showing then this works for me. And the passage is from Matthew chapter 11, and it reads, Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Mm -hmm. What I, my Beautiful. paraphrase is that, if Live the Jesus way and all is well. Let yeah. go of that which needs to be let go of and step up and do that which needs to be done. Now, mm -hmm. discerning that, that's the challenge and that's what we learn. But right. we absolutely can learn it and we do learn it. So let's shift gears and move into our recovery in a nutshell. This is when we try to summarize the P 
pieces of all that we have shared and and what we found most helpful in our recovery journey, kind of like the elevator pitch. If, if I only had a minute to to kind of mm -hmm. say what I just spent a whole bunch of minutes saying, what what would I prioritize? What would I say? So Reverend Michelle, if, if someone came to you and asked, you know, in a nutshell, I'm having trouble trusting this recovery process. I'm not sure if it's for me. What do you think I could do? The way this works is we just give it a try. But we've got to give it a real try. You know, we can't give it like two weeks and nah, that didn't work for me. You know, we've got to give this a real try, um, which means uh, suspending our skepticism for long enough for some of these things to begin to work on us. Um, and so just being open, you know, we're not committing to anything. We're not saying we're going to do this for the rest of our lives. All we're saying is I'm going to try this way for a while. I'm going to try some of these things that folks are suggesting. And I'm going to pay attention to folks that look to me like they've got something good. Folks that look to me like they're living happy, joyous, and free. Not folks who are miserable, right? Folks who look like they're, they're having a good life and things are generally going well for them and these things are working well for them. Um, so we have to be discerning about who we listen to also. Um, and then just trying some of them out and seeing how it works and seeing how it feels. Um, and cultivating that, that inner wisdom as well. That and cultivating connection, yeah. cultivating the relationship with the higher power, knowing that that is our ultimate authority, not anyone in um, a meeting. But we also know that that God expresses through people. And so, you know, God isn't going to talk to us with a bullhorn. It's going to likely come through other people. Yeah. So we just have to learn to be open and listen and be teachable and see what happens. Yeah, what I jotted down first was exactly what you opened with, which is give it a try. Mm -hmm. I think that that was so revolutionary to me and so very helpful. And listen to others and talk to others and sort of gather ideas. And that's how I felt comfortable doing it. It's like, look, if if I've heard eight people say this, and it's written in the book in a really clear way that makes sense to me, all right, maybe I can give this a try and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And then an, an, another saying we have that's totally true, don't quit before the miracle. Yeah. And I would add to that one that I learned in Unity, expect a miracle. Yes. Because I, it, it was my experience and I saw it happen so many times around me for other people that when I was willing, even on my own terms, when I was willing to walk this program, sometimes slow, sometimes you know in resistance, and sometimes, you know, moving more quickly and more openly, whatever, wherever I was at that moment, uh, that uh, miracles did and do continue to happen. And I'm going to hark back to something you said before, because I allow them to. I get out of my own way, or as Meister mm -hmm. Eckhart said, I let God be God in me. Yes. And all, all is well when I do that. Yes. Miracles just keep miracling. Yes. Well, we have an affirmation for you today, which is this. I trust God and allow the beauty of recovery to unfold in and through me. And once again, I trust God and allow the beauty of recovery to unfold in and through me. That's nice. Well, it's happened again. You've given yourself the gift of another episode of Spirit of Recovery, or at least we like to think of it that way. And we're grateful that you have. 
We hope that you have found something in all of our chin wagging here today that you find genuinely helpful. And we, we bless you wherever you are on your recovery journey. And as always, we invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. You can find us on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery, or you can email us at spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritofrecovery. We're so glad you joined us today, and we hope that you will join us again. And until then, don't drink like my co-host. And please don't drink like my co-host. Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.